0: Que ondas, primos y primas, and welcome to My Primos Podcast. My name is Freddy. With me tonight, of course, is my primo and yours, Mr. Kevin Garcia.com. Say what's up, Kevin.
1: What's up? Oh, man, it's good to be back, although I did like the last episode. I was listening to The Last of Us uh, with you and Walter, and and I enjoyed it. I was I was yeah, neck deep in South by Southwest at that time.
0: You, you're always doing something, though, man. You're doing cons. You're doing... well not conning people but you're at cons i mean maybe you're- as well
1: i mean what is teaching if not Ooh. no i'm kidding uh Ooh. no but uh no yeah the past two weeks i had uh the hill country comic con in new brothels i had uh south by edu i was taking my students there they were covering it as reporters uh i had uh bipoc pop the power of bipoc pop uh, hosted by professor aldama and ut um i was part of that conference and then south by southwest itself i was covering it i had my students there and i was also working the event as well as i do every year
0: so am i going to see footage of you on the red carpet and all that
1: you know it's funny i i actually got a red carpet interview for the first time ever um i've been a journalist for 20 years uh but mo- over 20 years but most of that was print you know i was newspaper reporter for 10 years there's no call for red carpet interviews in the newspaper nobody nobody needs that. Um, and uh, and since I was going to be at the event anyway, I, I ran into some people that were working as part of a show, and, and I said, "You know what? This is not a bad idea." So I contacted the PR person in charge of that show. It's it's called Shatterbelt. Uh, it's a, it's a new independently financed, uh, like Twilight Zone type series, and and I was like, "Cool, I, I'd love to check this out. Can I interview the director or some of the actors?" And um, the PR people contacted me the night before the premiere and said, "Hey." You want to be on the red carpet? And I was like, sure. So I was on the red carpet, interviewing actors and the, the director and uh, also uh, Patton Oswalt, who stars in one of the episodes. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I, I'll, I'll put those together soon enough and put them on TikTok or something.
0: Yeah, man, you're a TikTok stardom, you know, you're getting all the attention up there. you know, help, help help the brand. Put yourself out there more. But Kevin, we have some guests tonight. Yes, I we do. I want to know if you can go ahead and do, do the uh, intros for us. Who do we have visiting tonight for all the primos to listen to?
1: We have two of the preeminent Latino voices in in uh, let me phrase that, two of the preeminent voices in promoting the uh, culture of, of our people, of our history, of other creators who are Latino, Latina, La-Latine. Um David Bowles, for example, is a, a professor. He is a scholar, he's a writer. Uh, he's done graphic novels, he's done novels, he's got podcasts. I, I like uh, following the Obsidian codex, for example um on all the other podcast apps when i'm not listening to my primus podcast um uh david uh welcome here and joining us um what uh what are you going to tell us about uh chispa coming up
2: yeah yeah um we're happy to be on and to be able to talk to you about our upcoming uh slate of titles from chispa are the latinx imprint of scout comics and um uh, movie tie-ins, and all kinds of cool stuff. So we, we have a lot to chat about.
0: Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah. But no, and, but who and- else do we have today? You can't forget this man. I think he has, he's probably tied for appearances on this show. Be with, <laughs> uh, with the, well, when we hear the discussion... You know
2: this is why who? Kevin's not introducing him because like everybody was listening already.
1: Knew well, what he did. That's the thing. It's <laughs> exactly. like the man who needs no introduction, David said we, and I wanted to get who that we was right now. And that is Hector Rodriguez, the creator of El Peso Hero. As, as I keep I, I keep saying the NPR star because I feel like every time I'm listening to NPR, <laughs> they they mention him at some point. So I'm like he's there constantly. He's the stock no, Audio for, and
0: stock image.
1: Of, <laughs> well, I no, one of those Latino yeah.
0: comic book creator. Because
1: ten years ago, he created this amazing superhero who's basically like uh, I, I consider him to be a lot like the first couple years of Superman in Action Comics, where he was kind of fighting for the little guy and and was you know this bulletproof guy that wasn't throwing planets around, but was definitely more than your average person. But he's doing that on the border, uh, covering and fighting for issues that are important to people on the border. Uh, Hector, thank you for joining us.
3: Hey, hey, pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Primo Freddy. Um, You know, we got some really exciting uh, projects to share with you guys, you know, and as you know, it's going to be the chispa, you know, the spark (laughs)
0: Nice
2: for uh, many more. Right. And that's part of of the uh, rationale behind the name. And, and for its use to, to to stand in for superhero in our comics. So we call our superheroes chispas, and we do believe in oh. in comunidad and in the important, you know, role that leaders in the community or people who have a particular privilege or position a certain way to, to use whatever tools they have, whatever position, whatever power to spark change for the rest of the community. And and that's and you know, one of our mission statements.
1: Would you say leaders like a teacher who also writes a superhero comic book and helps host Latino comic cons, or or leaders like a professor oh, who yeah. also? Who writes... do we know
0: like that? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, but but I agree. I love that you yeah, said that. I, that I, Chispa... I Yeah, I I think
2: you're right, Kevin. I think that um, in real life, uh, Chispas often have you know, kind of mundane or ordinary, um, you know, day jobs, and, and then are trying to do things on the, the side and investing a lot of energy and, and money that they probably shouldn't be spending on anything else, but in, in doing everything they can to, to, to promote Latinidad, you know, in the case of the four of us, our Mexican-American heritage and uh, Mexican-Americans on the border in the, in the Southwest of the United States. Um, I, I think it's a, a special, important thing. And so, you know, uh, uh, when Hector and I were thinking about, oh, we want to do a superhero universe within Chispa, uh, We want to, to to do our own take on it. The, right away, the very first thing Hector said is, "They're not gonna be um, vigilantes. They're not gonna be, um, you know, super powered Boy Scouts. They're they're not gonna be cops. They're going to oh, be, oh, yeah. you know, s- we're not. They're not gonna hide their faces." Although they may have like masks to protect them from you know from bullets yeah. and things like that, but that they're they're not going to be about hiding who they are. They're going to be about you know being members of their community and and sparking change in their community. And um, he was the one who suggested when when we found out because I don't know whether listeners will know this, but the word superhero. while you can use it casually. You can have a comment.
1: <laughs> yeah, superhero
2: is actually. Um, a, a copyrighted term. Marvel and DC hold a joint copyright, and you can't actually call wow. something. You can't title, you can't say, she's a superhero universe because you, you will be taken to court. Um, Isn't that so,
0: insane?
1: That is, that is, that is
0: fucking uh, Marvel.
1: Yeah. Marvel and DC jointly own superhero, just like you said. That's been something going on for decades. Uh, I, I remember there was an indie comic in the late 90s called Superhero Happy Hour, and they had to, they got a cease and desist. And they had to republish it as Hero Happy Hour, which is, you know, fine as a name, but the whole reason is not.
0: No, but that shows you how afraid of change they are, man, right? They're afraid of someone coming in to disrupt anything. Exactly. The the fact that someone can, at the end of the day, nothing's, I'm just going to say nothing's new under the sun, but the fact that they're afraid of somebody coming in and taking something that they maybe, we can improve upon, you know, the ideal of the super powered or super, uh, I guess not only their superpower, but just heroes in the sense, right? These cheese puffs, as you say, can come out and fucking wreck and then and, and be the heroes or be the badasses that we know they can be. And they're so afraid of just the word hero or superhero being used. Man, that's shitty. Yeah, uh, I want to step.
2: I it's, I was gonna, Kevin, you were talking like before we started recording about the movie Air that you saw at South by Southwest, yeah. and um, one of the th- things that feels really gross about the way marvel dc do things is they want to like be throwing BIPOC communities and in the queer community and and other underrepresented groups a bone and be like oh okay well we're gonna let you have your little mexican american superhero we are gonna let you have your black superhero whatever um but we're gonna control the idea of superheroes exclusively and it's kind of like an air the notion of oh well we're gonna give this you know we're gonna make this young black, uh, football, um, uh, football, basketball, football player.
0: <laughs> basketball.
2: <laughs> he is the ultimate athlete. He can do anything. Uh, Foosball player. Well, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to make him very, very rich by, by taking you know, his talent and in, in turning into like a product and, in, and, into to, well, you know, as a marketability kind of thing. And, and to me, that feels like what DC and Marvel try to do. And we don't want to do things that way. We have a very different philosophy. Um, and which is why when Hector said, let's call him cheese buzz at first, I was like, really? But then more thought of, it, I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's call him cheese buzz.
1: I, I want to give this context for a quick second. Uh, so air the Ben Affleck movie about Michael Jordan, uh, becoming the, the name Jordan. behind yeah. Nike. Um, it, I, I, I saw it. I enjoyed it in, in the sense that the acting was beautiful. I did not enjoy it in the sense that the story was essentially what I, was afraid it was going to be, which is the story of the first black man, uh, as an athlete to control his likeness, his name, to profit from it, to be able to get a percentage of it. And the story is entirely about the white guys in the boardroom. That is entirely what the movie's about. Michael <laughs> Jordan does not even appear in the movie at all. Uh, even, even as another actor playing him, they, they, they do have an actor who is his body double, but you never see his face. He never, he has like three lines off camera, you know? So, it's it's you it's fine
0: that the, the fucking <laughs> you know inspiration for everything would have a bigger role than just a body shot, yeah
1: i, I mean right? this was this was ben affleck's goal going in but at the same time was that the story that needs told and that brings back to david's point which is these bigger companies are having you know uh, i hate to use the word token but they're doing these characters that are like hey here's a character that's this we now have had our black, black by, movie we've had our female means, movie right? you know they allow it whereas we don't, we
0: don't really want it diversity
1: Exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Chispa, to real quick, to explain what that is to everybody who's listening right now, Chispa is a uh, a brand that is part of, uh, or is it, let me phrase part of, going to be published by Scout Comics. Right? Scout Comics is an independent publisher. They have a lot of really good books out. I I really loved them all, for example. And and Chispa as as a sub brand, as a sub uh, line of Scout, uh, is going to be having Latino, Latina, Latine creators making their own books. Uh, an imprint, there's the word I'm looking for. I could not find that word. Uh, and I also love that what you said a second ago, what Hector said that, that or what both of you guys said that Chispa is the name for the heroes. As, as, uh, as a comic fan, I love when the Ultraverse had, the ultras are here, or the Marvels are like, the age of Marvels, you know, and, and DC, it's the meta humans, you know? And I love the idea that each universe has their own name for whatever these greater than normal people are, even if they're greater than normal in attitude more than power.
0: I'm all for it as long as we don't eventually have a guy named LS Spark, then I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, H- always... H-
2: Hector, Hector nixed that idea, dude. We're sorry. Gotta... <laughs> yes.
0: Hector, make the call, man.
2: Mm. Gonna have to tell Phil that he can't have LS Spark. LS
0: Spark. <laughs> You know? Hector Garza will thank me for that because he's all against all that shit. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's more to it than el el fuerte, el, el, el strongo, el sparkle. Yeah, no, like el he can do more dude. than that. El yeah, because
1: Oscar, one of our primos, he had said that uh, working in video games, they wanted to make a, like a Mexican-themed video game, and they were saying call him el flame, and I was like, he, he was very opposed to that idea.
2: <laughs> el
0: shock. So like that. So no, I mean I'm excited yeah, like, for it. i the fact that
2: we can do that. You know, literally the very first of the 13. So, um, Hector, I'm I'm talking a lot. Interrupt me anytime. No, yeah, go ahead, dude. I'm like, <laughs> Hector's like I, I have a newborn, dude. Long long I have long. had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dog, David. Um, the uh, the so the idea is we wanted to make this cheeseverse verse, and our first. So we don't want to just want to have single, you know, a, a Latino superhero here. let's we want to have an entire team. Of like all Mexican American and Mexican um to, to start with, and they're called the 13. And literally the very first superhero, uh, which is written by um Hector um, Decho, his name is Sopilote. And we, we had to talk about it. We we're like, should we should we call him Sopilote? Should we call him the we can't use the vulture because the vulture is already fucking marvel, yeah. a, a villain, and da da, da da da. And so and I was like, no, I mean fuck people who don't know Spanish, if they can't say so pilote, I mean it's not that hard. Sopilote. Oh look, it's Zopilote. I mean that's fine. I'm not or if they say Zopilote. Close enough, right? It's, uh it's just right. so, so it's so Mexican because Zopilote is is Nahuatl. It's it's Sopilotl, which means is like buitre, like vulture, right? Right. But it's buitre, a Nahuatl word. Yeah. And so well, um right, if, yeah,
3: you know buitre, if, if it, it... you can pronounce Game of Thrones characters, you
0: know, they can just carbarian and they're like
2: Sorry.
0: How many kaiju can't you pronounce, Hector? Think about it. Are you a Godzilla fan? Like all this shit that we grew up watching. Like all that stuff. You know,
1: know, I love, uh, Freddie, that you said kaiju. uh, Because one of the things that's been big for me is that 20 years ago, uh, if you asked the average American on the street, white American primarily, uh, you know, what a kaiju was or what a yokai was, they wouldn't know. Now those terms have become part of of pop culture. They've become part of, of definitely geek culture. And what I would love, I would love to see elements of Mesoamerican culture, of of Mexican culture, of Latin American culture, uh permeate uh mm-hmm. that kind of pop culture uh sense to be able to <laughs> become part of that again. And I feel like superheroes is the way to go. But-
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, superhero yes, and also kaiju, right, Hector? Oh, <laughs> kaiju, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, we're trying to be careful <laughs> about like the not calling you up at four o'clock in the morning and having you edit shit out, but um, <laughs> <laughs> please so don't.
0: On the
2: on the hills, let's let's talk the thirteen and then let's talk kaiju because we do okay. have actually okay. our, our, the thirteen. Uh, one, of I first, hear. Our, one of our first uh, ma- major titles is coming out that has a movie tie-in at the end of April is a kaiju flick arguably and so we'll talk about that and then talk about what that opens up for the comic universe so so yeah sopilote is the first one so we have these 13 um mexican and mexican-american um young people that they all turn 18 one day after the other there's one two three 13 of them and on their on their 18th birthday boom powers from god knows where right um i like to i've told people they're like spiritual mutants but then again, we can't actually use the word. I was gonna Marvel, say that's a that's a
1: forbidden word right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, Marvel has the friggin' copyright uh, on the word. Oh my god! Call,
1: call them Titans. Wait, no, not that one. <laughs> <We>
2: can <laughs> use can't use that either. So, um, but so yeah, the thirteen the, are, are like your powers come from their Mesoamerican day sign. So literally, So Pilota is born on the day one Vulture. Um, say So and in and then each one after that, all the way down to um, thirteen uh, rabbit. Uh, which we'll get to in a second with yeah. Kevin. Um, is you know they are their their powers come from that day sign. Um, so, uh, so Pilote is how, what, how would you describe the, the his character uh, Hector? Well, yeah, I mean it's a
3: it, it's very grounded. You know, we're talking about a a you know a kid growing up in the middle right of uh, 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 Ciudad Mexico in this case. In a urban setting, you know, and uh, you know it, it comes, you know, as a character where he is in. I mean, just like any teenager, you know, you're trying to, you know, just you know, kind of that that quest of who 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 you are, what's your purpose in this world, and so with Sopilotte, with uh, Bruno, uh, you know, he he's trying to, you know, do the best he can with his within his community. And in, in this case, I'm not going to ruin any of the story arc, but it, it is very well grounded. At the same time, you know, I, I try to, you know, have some action, but also be emotionally have a, a, a emotional um, compass to, to them, yeah. you know. And so, yeah. you know what, what
0: that what is it? At that age, uh, someone a friend of mine said it once. He was like, I wrote a story about this kid that's kind of in between, right after high school. You know, are yeah. kind of meandering, and he called it the best worst part of your life because you're kind of you're kind of stuck in between. You don't know where you're going. It's freedom, but is right. it really? Everyone's expecting you to move on, but you're not ready. And they can't push you, but they can. It becomes like a fucking battle on its own just to know where to go from there. So that age yeah. is pretty tough to have all these cheese spots come into that.
1: Yeah, what, I think it's one thing.
0: Really...
1: I... Uh-huh, go ahead. Kevin well one thing I love about uh, sopilote so far because I've only seen the preview images and, and heard yeah. to talk about it is his visual because I feel like um as we go through the 13 and we're not going to cover all of them here certainly but no. we'll cover some of them but they, but they all kind of fit these like on the one hand, an archetype that like audiences could be familiar with, but on the other hand, they're going to go an entirely different direction with it. And as I look at Sopilote, I think here is our, our dark Avenger. Here is our dark knight. Here is this person wearing a cape and cowl, and he's got like a, a distinctive silhouette as you see him uh, lit up from behind. And this is a tradition that goes back, I mean, obviously Batman, but also the shadow and also the, right. the phantom and all these other heroes. And I love the idea of having this really traditional hero. But in this new dynamic, this this new paradigm, be the first one out the gate. I, I love that idea. Yeah, you yeah. know,
3: and, and at the same time, I, I you know, I try not to hit the uh, militaristic, you know, undertone. You
1: know. <laughs> if I could, you're talking yeah, about he, Batman, right? He, can, yeah, can I? I, want, I mean, we, could say, we could I'll, say it. I want to. I want to touch on Hector's thing real quick. I, I have a personal theory that I've mentioned to a few people, and that is, if you make your own Batman. Uh, pastiche and you do it completely straight face like you don't do it with any level of satire or self-awareness you're probably a fascist <laughs> you know and i'm not saying batman is necessarily right but i'm saying that 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 batman uh people who just take off the, that surface veneer of batman they they don't go the right direction with it but saying that we have somebody like hector who again has this this background with el peso hero Her- 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 uh, i feel like he's you're not gonna go that direction with with this guy
2: no yeah yeah he, it was like the whole thing of like let's flip people's expectations they're gonna see the character they're gonna assume that it is um you know one of these kinds Ruin. of guys What's the name of the the one from with watchman um uh, night owl or somebody like that yeah 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 um, yeah but, off the shoot yeah but he's really like a, a good you know kid like he's He's a, his yeah. personality is a lot more like like Clark Kent or something, yeah. um, than it is like Bruce Wayne. He's not a brooding, dark. You know, his 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 okay. dad is very much alive. It's not been. There's no pearls strewn in an alley. But <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, was this gonna um, ask? Uh, I know is this purposefully the, the the lead though? Because we don't we want to lead with something completely not expected. I mean, think I think, com- I think it happened organically. Way, already. You know?
2: yeah i think it happened organically freddie just like when we like laid out the day signs that was the first day sign um and then uh right away Hector's like i want to do that one i've got some ideas and like he well it came was up funny because i, I read it. it and
3: i'm like oh god i want to do it and dave's like yeah dude i want you to do that it's like
0: we <laughs> were kind of, and i'm yeah. like oh we're often on the same you, like
2: wavelength yeah, yeah yeah
0: like you're the guy for this one like this just fits it's right in your wheelhouse.
2: yeah yeah and i because um you know and his powers are you know um he does have the power of flight and he can he kind of has like this evil doer detector thing which feels very much like the shadow or you know one of those like old school kind of yeah um, yeah but, you know it detects, it detects the rot you know the, the, the rot in the hearts of people so so he's like a great team leader and i we're basically setting him up to be kind of like the the leader of the team and the the first three heroes out out the gate um feel to me kind of like a trio kind of like um you know, like the, the Trinity or something like that. So you've got So Pilote. Um, we've got Pyroclast, which is being written, which was is already the the, the one shot's already been written by um, Fede um, Aldama. And great, great story. Um, yeah, yeah. Great character. Um, this is really, really cool. And then The Wake, that was written by um, Jasmine Mendez and, and Lupe Mendez um, out of Houston. And that's another great story. And that's, she's like our, like um afro mexicana like flash character um and so she's you know super fast and then uh yeah uh, the other character and that's hard pyro- to
0: talk to because you don't want to give a lot away you want to give yeah but i mean the, the basic the, yeah
2: the basics of the characters i think are, are it's cool to talk about because the pyro class is basically kind of like if if in the fantastic four if the human torch and the thing were one one individual. Yeah, so they oh, both. Cool. It was both a rocky creature and a fiery creature, uh, and there are lots of like lava rock creatures. And so, like part of the the trick was finding a way into that character that was unique. And um, and and uh, Doctor Adama, did he found a really cool way to do it? And we've got a great person illustrating it. But yeah, those those three are are really really great. And then you know further down the road, we've got all kinds of really interesting writers writing it. We've got. Uh, Veronique Medrano, who is you know a Tejana and country singer yeah. um, writing uh, she wrote Dragon Thrall. We've got Kevin um, writing Coneja. I'm <laughs> writing uh, Blue Deer. Um, so we, we've got like this really interesting, we've got people who have experience writing comics, people who are novelists, people who are poets um, screenwriters, we've just got all kinds of uh, really interesting because in the first place <laughs> it's not like there's a shit ton of Mexican and Mexican American co- comic writers, so you can turn to and say, "Hey guys, come on board," because they've been excluded from, from yeah. the world of traditional comics for so long that you know it, it's tougher, and it's t- and it's really tough to kind of like get somebody who's doing an indie comic to be like, "Hey, can you set put your indie comic on hold for a second and come write a comic for us?" Because yeah. they're like, eh, "I've been burned by that kind of stuff," um, but this is great because what we're doing is, you know, building out this whole new generation of comic book writers who are going to, you know, publish really cool stuff with us and then um, go on hopefully to, to even more amazing things. And all these, these 13 one shots are building up to the ongoing series. that's going to like drop ne- middle of next year, uh, which, and, um, you know, is going to be written. I, I mean, he hasn't signed the contract, but he's basically agreed to yeah, it. So I'm going to awesome. say uh, Terry Blast is going to write our first arc of the, that would oh, be beautiful. Awesome. I, I love awesome. Terry's work. I love Terry. Terry, he's great. So he's, um, he's already digging into the scripts, the first six scripts that have been written. Um And he's looking forward to reading the next seven. And uh the basic idea is that, you know, these 13 um heroes then Get brought together by this mysterious figure, Father Tonal, who ha- who um, is who runs a supposedly Catholic university, and they all get a free ride to it. But they show up, and it's like it's a it's Professor yeah. X's like mansion, right? It's- I was
1: going to say it's some kind of mansion for <laughs> its children it's who are gifted in some way. Form. Yeah, they have a mutation of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now you mentioned the first half. Uh, I think the, the the plan right now that has been announced already is that um, the first. Well, you can't do half of thirteen, I guess. But the first more or less half should be yeah. ready uh, ideally by this summer, right? That's the plan. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They'll they'll be ready by the summer. The actual um, the actual kind of like publication schedule is something that we're working on with Scout because. In order to get these books into comic book stores that are notoriously very, I mean, conservative isn't the right word, uh, but they're very traditional in the sense of like what they want and so like they're that. gunshot, KG, man. they're KG. gunshot. It's a good way of putting it. You, we have to be very careful, and so distributing it there, we're, we're going to have to go with a more traditional, you know, one or maybe two issues per month uh, over the very course right. of the summer. Um, but it definitely, like they will be ready uh, at the beginning of summer. Um, we had, you know, really hoped it, it, it's still up in the air, whether we're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, to be honest with you, there, there are lots of issues that are, are being debated between Scout and Mucho Media and so forth. Um, but that had been the plan to right? so, like have at least the first three, it would have been nice to have the first six, but just the, the first three for sure uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, they'll be ready by then. We'll see what happens. Um, but it's a really volatile kind of interesting right now. Um coming out of the pandemic and conventions are still a little it's a little wonky right
1: you know one thing you you mentioned the pandemic uh the, these comics are set real time right so yeah so, said, <laughs> yeah so so for the characters it is uh 2023 2024 it is it is definitely going to be this current time period so these are going to be young people uh much like my students that are coming off of going to high school through the pandemic this is just like right. Real people, so I think that's that's actually really appropriate.
2: Yeah, I, I do, and I, and I want them to age in real time. I mean, I want for thirty years from now for all these characters to be forty eight, and I don't. There's not going to be as long as I have anything to say about it. There will not be a reset. we Will never be
1: like no, we'll
0: blow know, up the like,
1: universe.
2: Yeah, well, we you, you might blow
1: up the universe, but it will continue afterwards anyway. Exactly.
2: We can still blow up the universe, but then everything will,
1: you know, they will continue like, aging. <laughs> so, exactly. Which, which honestly, again, as, as a longtime reader, I love that, for example, I can go back to Savage Dragon from 1990, and it's 30 years ago for the characters. I enjoy that. I like that when uh, Invincible was coming out, that it was real time for all the characters. They were growing up with the readers.
2: Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I really do think that. And that's one of the reasons that we decided to go with them being so young, because we want to give them like full rich careers, we want them to go through their couple years of you know schooling under Father Donald and like learning how to work together as a team and d- grappling with that kind of stuff, and then uh, be off on adventures and smaller teams, and then coming together for like the big bad um, every year or so um, as a as a as a massive team, you know, you know the kind of Avengers Justice League things that that people are, are used to. Um, yeah,
1: so David your book is going to be uh, Blue Deer and and you have a long experience like Hector writing comics you've done several graphic novels now. Uh what uh, what can you tell us about Blue Deer even though it's it's toward the end of the line?
2: Yeah yeah, it's comic 12. Um it's it um the character is uh, from Alice Texas and um I think uh, like a lot of these stories um his origin story is going to revol- revolve around um kind of like threats to the community to the town in his particular case um they've found um like an oil company has found a petroleum deposit uh next to the lake that's right north of of alice and they're you know um building you know the facilities there will like ruin the park for kids and stuff like that um and so one of the cool things about 12 deer was i mean about the 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 character who was born on the day 12 deer is that i was like trying to think of like what kind of deer power is going to and then i was thinking about the told people um and the the waharita people and like how to make the the blue deer one of their gods is related to like their peyote um ceremonies and so forth um relevant to this guy's powers and so i made um, him be at like a quarter We told his his grandfather um, comes from the area around san luis potosi um and and he's just kind of like in, inherited this tendency to to be to be a shaman that r- manifests itself on his 18th birthday um and so he's got these powers and he's able to like project um like shared hallucinations on people and make people see things um but if he takes peyote, he can like really, it. it's like, you know, he can make it feel so real to people. Um, so, you know, I, I, I was, as I was writing it, I was like, this is going to be controversial. A superhero to who, for, to, to really trigger their powers, has to take a hallucinogen. Um, but because of, you know, the way our mestizaje works and our indigenous roots and how important um peyote is, and in the comic book, it's never called peyote. It's called by um, its Weechel name, which I think is kind of cool as well, just to like avoid it. But we'll, on this podcast, we're just say it's peyote people. Um, yeah. It's this understanding that, you know, that those natural hallucinogenic drugs were a way for indigenous people to connect with their ancestors, with the gods and stuff like that, and um, to kind of pay uh, homage to that. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's going to be Visually very cool with lots of, you know, those colors and, and, and uh, icon- iconography. It's going to be a lot of fun, it, but he's like the weird one. He's like, he's like that, you know, uh, what was the name of uh, like, um, remember, uh, under Vertigo, was it, um, Shade, shade the Changing Man. Man. Shade the Changing Man. Like yeah, someone, I was
1: yeah. just going to say, this is a character who's like Shade kind of sharing his hallucination with the world. Um, no. but exactly. even though he's, he's being kind of powered by, by, I don't want to say a drug, but, but by a, a chemical reaction, uh, yeah. it's not, I'm, I'm assuming not playing it up as a joke. This is more of an honor of the traditions of his ancestors, exactly. which they didn't see it as a joke, you know, no,
2: they didn't. And, and I mean, his grandfather's the one who, who on his 18th birthday and who, when he recognizes that, that his grandson is able to do this, cause he's like in the middle of his birthday celebration, like accidentally, like. Just stumbled into it and has projected a vision onto everybody. Um, and his grandfather's like, Wow, okay, you have this power. Um, let me show you how you can like, you know, make it even stronger. Um, and um, he gives him, you know, just a, a button of peyote, and that's what what's what happens. And so, yeah, it's played. I want to play it seriously. It's it's different from shade in that way. Shade is a lot more comedic than what I, I want to do. Yeah. Um but depending was, on, depending on the writer, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's get kind of dark right um and and kind of bleak even um but yeah that's that's he's that one hero that's a little more psychedelic um you know and and we tried to do that we tried to have heroes all be a little different like so the hero that you're writing coneja is also like you know very different from the others
0: i wanted to ask about that can you like give us a little Last when, one
1: when I was first talking with you guys about the 13 and the idea came up of, well, what if we had like a, a Latina squirrel girl? I immediately was like, oh, I want to do that. I I really, I, I love this concept of a character that is just so innocent and pure, but also at the same time believes so strongly in doing what is right because it is right that she wants to share that with the world. That I was like, oh, I want to do that character, This this character that, that, um, you know, one thing I like about, for example, the Captain America movies is Captain America, Steve Rogers never has a story arc. Everyone else has a story arc. Everyone else adapts to him, you know, but he maintains this belief in this hope. And I, I want to have this eternally hopeful character. And, um, and, and as a Koneha, I, I, I love digging into the research, of course. So I kept looking into, well, what are, are the meanings and symbols of, of Rabbits with Mesoamerica, and of course, there's a lot of connections to the moon. Um, and I'm sure, she's a big jumper, so we have that uh, because of that moon connection. I want to set her near Houston uh, because that just feels right, <laughs> you know. Uh, but also, the other thing I asked was, hey, we have these villains here, and and uh, I really wanted to use one of them. And there's one that's described as kind of like a Latina saber tooth, and I'm just like, what happens if you take this eternally hopeful character and throw her against? A completely irredeemable monster, somebody who cannot be shaken or changed, somebody whose story arc will not improve. And I'm like, that's a story I want to tell. Um, and and then um, and then one of the things we talked about was was having you know art that matches it. So I went looking for artists that that yeah. definitely have this idea of of like they can show happy and, and cool, but also bloody and, and and intense. And I'm like, that's the story I want. What happens when you take an eternally hopeful hero? and you throw them against a remorseless monster. And just do that in 22 pages.
2: (laughs) I I love it. I love it. I I do think that um, that it's nice to have characters who are decidedly one thing or another, um, Mm -hmm. especially when then you put them in contrast with each other. That's that's always a lot of fun.
0: I I like it. I like the idea, man. I've been in the dark. I know you've kind of held that real close to yourself, but I I dig the idea. I think it's awesome that these characters, these cheese chispas, are gonna come out and just really do something different. That's what I'm excited hey, about. Hey,
1: Freddie, you say I'm keeping you in the dark, but NDAs are no joke.
0: Oh yeah. He doesn't,
1: I, want, he doesn't want Hector and me to
2: show up at his house with like baseball bats and be like, wait, oh, I'm not
1: El, I mean, El Peso Hero open, is open. not just a story. <laughs> but <laughs> Hector,
0: you know, that smile Hector's is, is smiles just for the cameras, you know, the red carpet. But what, behind closed doors? Ooh, watch out, everybody! Monster. Yeah. Speaking
1: of monsters. Um, the chispa is already putting out uh a or not uh the black demon right which is which is you kept alluding to this kaiju story this kaiju story this kaiju story david what is black demon
2: so black demon um it, it it's a uh like a property an IP that muchmas media um, has been developing um for several years i worked with javier chapa the the Producer and owner of uh, Mucho Más Media, uh, several years ago, and like he he came to me and he was like, "Dude, have you heard this legend in Mexico?" And of course, like Hector, we're both he and I are both big lovers of monsters. So anytime there's a monster story, especially in Mexico, like of course we know about it. And uh, he, he said, "You know, there's all these fishermen off the coast of Baja California keep complaining about this massive black shark that, like, you know, um, destroys boats and eats catches and stuff like that." And I go, "Yeah, the el demonio negro, the black demon." I've heard of and um, he's like i i i think that would make an amazing movie and i and i think it was around the time they were filming meg or like they right. were talking about something like that and um and so we started thinking about stories we could tell and i took a couple of, of shots at it. i wrote a, a screenplay but mine um was like a little more c- cerebral a little like weirder and and, and probably like <laughs> overly expensive to make
1: <laughs>
2: um, all the best and, movies are yeah eventually we were like okay you know, let's try to find a, a like a, a more streamlined, simpler way in, um, and he eventually found somebody who had a really great idea for story, um, and so the movie went off in that direction, a little more straightforward. Um, you know, environmental because uh, the the idea we came up with, the the core thing that Javier and I developed was that the black demon is a servant of the gods who are upset with the way humanity is. Polluting the ocean and otherwise destroying the environment. And so um, the black demons' number one target is going to be people who are fucking with the environment. Um, and so, in that case, the story that's being told in the film that's actually coming out April 28th uh, heads up, everybody's going to be a really, really badass film. Um, yep. uh, who does it star? Uh, Hector, Josh, um, uh, Lucas. Josh, Lucas, Josh Lucas, Josh Lucas from Yellowstone and a bunch of other sure. stuff. Um, uh, uh, the Purge, uh, the most oh, recent Purge. Film. I yeah, I have it. It's got also the one of the, the the actresses from the that most recent Purge film, the one that had like Tano in it. I don't know if you guys remember the last. Wait, uh, yeah. who, who's
1: this Tano That person you mentioned, I've never. I've never I don't
2: really, know. He's, he's a really obscure um, Mexican actor. Um, look him up. That's some good Wait, stuff. Wait, there so. are Mexican oh, actors. <laughs> <laughs> <I> Let them act. <laughs> I swim. He did, he did like an indie film back in like 2009. Um, I thought it was, yeah, I think it was on a Netflix show too. <laughs> anyway, something about it. Um, it and so, the th- this in this movie, uh, Josh plays an oil man, a guy who goes to the oil rigs and, like, you know, um, is there to inspect them. And in the he's he's like the face yeah. of the company, um, he, he brings and, his
3: family and you know, kind of like a yeah, vacation yeah. type
2: gig, you know, hey, you know. He's go through the checklist and, you know, check off that the rig is fine, but the rig's not fine. Um, the community has been under attack by the Black Demon for, like, weeks now, um, and he and his family are going to end up, you know, being targeted yeah. by it. So it's, it's it's a really, really great script. But what we what we continued doing was working on, like, the universe of the Black Demon. And then and when Hector and I were brought on board as part of Chispa, being kaiju fans, You're what like, did we yeah. think? What did we Let's think? Go. Let's do it. Let's create um, an anthology series around the Black Demon. In fact, the very first comic we put out um, was Attack on yeah. yeah. right? Which was like a, a little ash can, a little short story mm-hmm. set in that universe and kind of set the tone for what we're going to do. Um, and so we've got, you know, in, in tandem with that film, uh, we have the very first issue of Black Demon Tales coming out. Um, in fact, it's, it's up for order on Comixology, Kindle, um, yeah. you know, all, all, uh, every order you know, from, from diamond comic store. Yeah. You, it's ready to go and the, the first issue is being is written by hector um and it's really great it takes place in the <laughs> 80s um rather which is really cool it, yeah. tell them tell them why you said it in the 80s yeah right? no no so
3: you know this is uh this story focuses on a, a mexican navy uh researcher uh bella gonzalez you know and there's a incident where she you know this turning point where afterwards she dedicates the rest of her life trying to destroy yeah. el demonio negro the black demon yeah and so the tone of the story the style you know i you know I, I love retro 80s you know and you know the synth and you know just the the acid washes and you know there's so many subcultures you know within the 80s and then you look into the um the retrofuturistic aspects of it, you know, like cassette punk, you know, and just all these, you know, really cool styles. And, and so I, I really try to inject some of these into as well as some of the colorings. And so you know, it's just one of those things where I, 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 I kind of brought it. The creative team just, just right for it. Is yes, yes. There you go. Synth, yes, synthwave Center. <laughs> We need yeah, a simple
2: yeah. soundtrack for the comic, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Included right. with the purchase, a little like
0: yeah. CD with some original yeah. synth music.
2: That would be super cool. Right. Um, um,
3: yeah, it's it, so you know, is the, the creative team is just tuned r- enough, right, with the right colorist and the right uh, artist where we're able to, you know, be very uh, the art. It's very approachable, but at the same time, you really get the. Uh, but you know, it speaks to the world too, uh, especially the colors. It's a very bright-looking comic, especially for a kaiju book, too. You know, and I say kaiju book because it is a Mexican kaiju. This yeah. huge, megalodon. it is. Is there a, a is
0: there a Mexican word for kaiju that that we that's not trademarked that we can use? <laughs> I mean, well, kaiju, there's there's different luckily, there's different kaiju, monsters, right, David? There, there's different say, like lucky, giants.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, luckily. The word kaiju is not copyrighted by anybody. The Japanese are like, <laughs> "Fuck, we're not gonna, we're not gonna copyright the word kaiju. That's stupid." Surprisingly, because
3: um, Nintendo's crazy when it comes to copyright. Design.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Japanese oh, Japanese oh,
3: Japanese um, copyright law is crazy. Yeah.
2: But there are many ka- possible kaiju in Mexican lore and mythology, just like that. So, um, but yeah, one of the cool things about setting up uh, Baya um, as kind of like you know, the opponent of the the black demon and setting her up in the eighties is we get to do all these fun we could tell all kinds of fun stories between the eighties and the time the present day time in the movie where we have her age and have different adventures and then we can eventually bring her into an adventure in the in the in the in the near future the where we can ones, yeah. do this kind of like um you know Ripley slash um, what's the chick from the Halloween series? Um, um
1: so Lori Strode, that kind of yeah, like, Strode. Strode. yeah. So what you're saying is you're you're gonna clone her, have her have the the baby queen inside her chest, and then we're gonna have her like have one as a baby that wants to baby adopt demons? her.
2: A baby black demon bursts out of ba- in a very. <laughs>
1: And no. and it should no, burst out at full size, by the way. Full size, you know, oh, out of yeah. her chest. So we have to make her into a kaiju first. No, no, she's normal size, but full size kaiju bursts out. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but yeah, um, the thing is, the shark
0: was a regular shark, but then somehow there's a love story. And we have now <laughs> the burst out. Then we have the mega black demon. That's how that happens. Like
2: All I can say is, you'll notice that the co editor in chief, like, little thing is like after Hector and my name, luckily. Because y'all are just totally whack, man. I don't know. What to do.
0: <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> but the idea, what but the, the so, so,
2: so yeah. So what we're so the idea is to create a universe with lots of because it would be really easy just to tell stories of somebody you know throws trash in the water and the black demon comes. But we're like, no. We want to tell. We're going to create a universe around this that tells like really interesting stories. And so that story set in the '80s. My story goes back 500 years. To the time of the Spanish invasion, and has the black demon munching on um, on a a caravel, a Spanish caravel that's been shipped over the mountains of Oaxaca in pieces, and then reassembled so that the Spanish can attack the Purépecha Empire from the water as well as from land. Um, And then, and we get the origin of this really mysterious figure who showed up in the and the Ashcan, uh, his, his name is Mateo, and he's also the, the, called the Viejo or the Harbinger, who seems to, like, have a connection to the Black Demon, and that gets explained. Um, and then the third issue is set in an alternate universe, an alternate Earth, during, like, um, the time of the Cold War, but where the Soviet Union has control of a, a big chunk of Mexico, so we're trying to tell lots of different kinds of stories that will be like really, really rich and that will build towards something that will build towards, frankly, Hector and I are planning a kaiju universe within the the, the Chispa um, brand. Um, well, I'm sold. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always down for that. So down the road, expect to see the black demon face off against some pretty badass Mexican kaiju that Hector so and I are cooking up in the good read it's be so because Very we love nice. this kind of stuff so we won't give you any of the details on that because it's, it's much better to hold you in suspense but definitely oh, a yeah. couple years down the road look for lots of really great kaiju goodness and anybody who follows my work uh, as a writer will have read my book Lords of the Earth which is a Mexican kaiju novel um, that is set in, in 2017 um, and um if you haven't ever read it, I really recommend Um, that's something that I'm developing with another um, with a screenwriter director into possibly a film as well. And um, we just love Kaiju. We both grew up watching Godzilla. We just, uh, Hector is more of a fan than I am, but we,
1: we love him.
3: Oh, no, good. Okay. Keep in mind that next year, AoB got to the seventieth anniversary, twenty twenty-four. So just something
1: to seventy years young. Not bad when you're a billion-year-old uh, dinosaur. If you
0: tell me that somehow, some way, we run into Godzilla in the in the in the Pacific, in hey, Mexico, somewhere—that's hey, up
1: to Toho, man. We get crossovers with Toho. We'll, we'll I mean, we
0: never <laughs> know. I was listening. Be you know. Hey. Yeah.
1: You know, we don't, we, we know Toho yeah. follows. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you know, i bring it back to 13 for a second. Um, uh, the, there's also going to be some giant creatures in the 13, right? So, so there's yeah, definitely I mean, a lot of love for that.
2: Yeah. We do love our big freaky monsters. So there, there are <laughs> some villains potentially that, um, can be really, really big. Um, and so it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff coming down the, the pipe we've got about, you know, Probably about 19 issues of comics that are, are coming out just this year, um, starting um, in April with um, with our Mash- Mashbone and Grifty release, the, the first mm-hmm. issue of Mashbone and Grifty, um, and then um, Black That's Demon really cool. Tales, Katrina's Caravan, which is our horror anthology. That's very me, excited Katrina for that one too. I do, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, Katrina's Caravan is really great. Being the story's being written by some of the very best in latinx horror um so um, it's gonna be great and um uh hector is also kicking that one off um so it's uh, it's gonna be you know hector's hector's having a busy a busy comics year uh we're keeping him like writing his little fingers off
3: yeah we um, good it's a blessing it's a
2: blessing yeah it is a blessing can't can't complain and then next year we'll just have more and it's we're gonna keep building out the chispa verse is going to expand we're already um Working on the laying the foundation for our Caribbean chispa team called the oh. Hurricanes, which is going to be kind of like nice. a fantastic four kind of family uh, of, of, you know, Latinos. And, and from my
0: the Belizean salvadoreños that are coming out from there. I was about to right? say, bro,
2: uh, Freddie, I was about to say, I'm going to have to have a talk with you because that the next thing after the, the Los Huracanes is going to be a Central American chispa team uh because central i was waiting for i was love. like hey man you know what you're
0: getting a very <laughs> crucial part a lot of nope. fire we're gonna, be,
2: we're gonna be going down the, the american continent like this bro so we're <laughs> we starting with I was like waiting Mexico for it. like man you and, need the central america you need the
0: salvadorian caravans that have been inv- coming in the quote-unquote invasion <laughs> wait yep. for it amigos aquí viene en todo centro america you know
2: Mira, te, te estoy diciendo, si vez se te escribir un comics, I'm going to be hitting you up. and be like, hey, Freddy. Time
1: hey,
0: man. To actually Every day, man. i I got stuff all ready right. for you, I, man. I keep telling to Fred to
1: expand. You know, I've been doing all these comic cons and, and, and working in comics. I know, Freddy, you have this potential as well.
0: It's true. He tells me, Freddy, you want to help me host the convention? And I go, where is it? <laughs> You're like, oh, it's in, in South Texas. It's still
1: in the same state. It's not like it's going to be that far away. It's just, it's just Texas. Wait, Texas, yeah, is,
0: Texas. Texas is like Dude, five hold states. On. They, made a, <laughs> they made a movie about an asteroid hitting the size of Texas that destroyed the planet. Or,
1: I pretension. mean, yeah, I mean, look, what do we really lose? Some dinosaurs? It's all right. <laughs> and,
0: yeah you're right yeah they were here but didn't kylo ren kill the dinosaurs I just saw a yeah movie about kylo that. ren
1: killed the dinosaurs so it's okay yeah, we, that's exactly what, it was. He, he saved saved what it was
0: he saved us all he saved us all yeah i'm ready man i'm I also I was gonna mention that i know that these heroes are predominantly all mexicanos mexican-american stories cultures mexican-american monsters and i'm waiting for that moment when i got el guajolote versus el you know el conejo you know you never know man
2: Dude, we are, the the verse is gonna be pan Latino. So we're we're like I said, we're rolling out the 13 first just because like we're Mexican American and it just makes the yeah. most sense. But yeah. but we've got I've I've got a a trio of amazing um like Caribbean um Latinos lined up to to help develop the the hurricanes that are just um, just so badass. And when we can when we can announce that it's gonna be great. You yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And then that's the, and then right after that, like, because that's something I want to start rolling out next year. And then the following year, I want to be doing our Central American team. So I'm, I'm, I'm already starting to think, okay, who, who out there, who do I know? Right here, man, I'll ding the, I'll <laughs> ring that
0: bell, man, a couple more times, you know. Hector knows I'll I'm be. on board. I help Kevin. I just got to put my money. What is it? Put the money. Put where your my money where is, your right? mouth
1: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you guys yeah. heard it but first tough,
2: on this podcast.
0: There you go, primo. Yeah. Watch out for that; it's going to happen. now, now I, I, I can't back out. You know, technically, no, yeah. if you guys want to start sending me a check. I'm you
1: already, you, I'm you do know check. that that my primo's podcast is a legally binding site, so that's how yeah. that works. True, you it's have true, made man. an agreement like, uh, in public, um, and it is yeah.
0: Yeah, There's digital Not handshake. The yeah. <laughs> no, aquí no me rajo de no, nada. I know. Like, we're, we're yeah, yeah, say, I'm excited. No, I was going to touch no, on we that. We have a lot of respect know coming, for you.
2: you know? Yeah. And this is good that we're having this conversation because it is, you know, I have a lot of respect for you. And and when I'm thinking about it, like you're one of the first people that I'm thinking of. And so we will we'll hit you no, up. Well, with thank you. Way. And
0: no, I mean, it, you know, David, you and Hector knows I've known Hector for years. And Kevin, of course, is part of the fam here, too. Like I've always shown respect and love for Latino creators in general you know, from every facet of it, you know, every everything, and I'm excited how Chispa has, has brought that a- availability, because my kid's 13 years old, and he wants to do art, he wants to create, and I keep telling him, like, hey, we have Latino creators, look, he's a Latina, she's a Latina, he's a Latino, he's writing this, let's go look at this, let's buy the books, you know, so the more and more that we can go ahead and do that, and show kids, you know, it's gonna be they're the future, and I hate to use it again, but like, this is our, you know, X-Men, our Avengers, you know, all this, you know, our Justice League, whatever you want to call it. You know, Chispa, de Los Trece, this is going to be the start. And I'm excited for it to grow and just kind of. Whoosh.
2: Yeah, it's for the young people and, and for us, for us old kids, too. But definitely like like the
1: younger generation, they, they need this kind of representation. And we've got you, some- you, you mean like people who would be turning 18 within the next year and might realize that they are themselves. Uh, Chispa,
2: yeah, who would have who, yeah, who literally this month were turning 18 and have just discovered their powers, and will be, you know, I'm sure there'll be newscasts <laughs> about them really, really soon.
0: Oh
2: my <laughs> god, for the, the listeners, like literally the birthdays of the 13 are all in, on March, and it's, I think like maybe the Koneka's the beginning of April, I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I'm, guys, I'm excited
1: for
0: you guys, and I think yeah, that I, it's I just exciting. It's,
2: yeah. So, I mean, people just, you know, keep an eye out. Follow us on social media at Chispa Comics on yep. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we'll be
1: announced on TikTok through Kevin Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. If we could figure out a way to, like, yep. Hector and I are not TikTokers, but if Kevin can figure that shit hey, out, we'll be. I, cool. I spent
1: a year watching TikTok every day. So, I'd be like, okay, I think I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I was like, all right. So, I've been doing it now for. Well, since uh, since uh, December, so it's working out. Yeah, cool, cool. I do have an account, so like,
2: if you do say something about it, tag me. Wait, um, are,
1: are you saying we're not mutuals right now? Uh oh. We are. I I people probably don't even know of my existence, frankly. So. Well, then you then you better follow me so I can follow you back. So when you do eventually post things, I can tag you or vice versa. Sounds like a plan. Cool.
0: No, well, guys, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining. Talking about los trece, thirteen. Definitely gonna hear stuff coming down the line. We have the film coming out next month. Yeah, So we're gonna hear more of that, I'm sure. So where can people learn more? I mean, where can people go seek this stuff out? Obviously, the diehard fan base here at My Primos podcast, you know, they're getting a scoop. But where can they go? Where what socials, where can they go find this information, Hector?
3: Um, they can find us at Chispa through Instagram as well as Twitter and Facebook for the latest and greatest at Chispa Comics. Um, also, keep in mind that we have uh, Black Demon coming out April 12th. So please call your local comic book shop uh, to order it, as well as Katrina's Caravan coming out in May as well. And then we'll have uh, Thanks for Amina and Master and Grifty premiering in June. Right. So Please uh, keep an eye out that keep an eye on those books on previews to order that
1: and and we can uh also learn more about chispa through scoutcomics.com, right uh right. and 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 david where else can we find you online
2: you can find my website is uh david Bowles.us, and my social media handle is at david o like on all platforms that's the one i use so you can find me like your irish or- name uh, yes, my my um <laughs> my my San Patricio last name, um and oh, yeah. um and um Hector is almost always um at El Peso, El Peso Hero, Hero. or Yeah, El Peso yeah. Hero. Yeah. So yes, um, yeah. please follow us to find out more. Um, and uh, you can also, like I said, you can order the comics at your local comic shop on Amazon. Um.
1: Just, just, look. just get
0: out there and order it, people. Is what he's saying. If you yes. want more yes. of this, it's not that you
1: can order it, Primo. It's that you are going to order you it. You
0: need to and go make it happen, definitely. Support, so David. I know you. Outside. I know you're gonna. You guys got to run here soon, but I wanted to say, David, that um, definitely want to thank you for coming on, Hector, as well. And I want to invite you to come back, man, because I want to talk about the uh, secret of the moon conch. I saw that a little bit. I read about it. Uh, I want to talk about that. I love time travel. And that's what's going to do with time travel. And I want to pick your brain, man. So hopefully, next time you can come on and talk about that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, my novel with Guadalupe Garcia MacAntz coming out June 6th. I'd love to talk to you about it. I think you'd you'd dig it a lot. So,
0: yeah. Oh, man. Awesome.
2: Let's make a date.
0: Let's do it. Well, Primos, of course, thanks you guys for listening tonight. No, go support these creators. Go look at Chispa, Scout Comics, David, of course, Hector, and of course, Mr. Kevin Garcia, Mr. Monomythic. KevinGarcia.com. He's a TikTok superstar, helping get us to where we can be known as he is. But thank you guys for listening. I exist no, on
1: TikTok. It's close enough,
0: dude. Mm-hmm. You have enough pull to make it happen. He had a lot. He he did a whole event with different creators. He's he's all about it, man. Don't ignore this man. He's gonna gonna pull and make everything happen for everybody. Well, thanks for listening. I'll let everybody have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Adios.
1: And all the cheeseballs out there, keep shining. Uh, mm. There we go. Come on, it's a tagline. It's gonna be a tagline.
0: Yeah, it's something. We gotta come up with something better.
1: That was fun. <laughs>